Coast 104.5 up and at him in the morning, continuing with John Lindsay. I want to break down this storm, and I want to talk about storm preparedness and all that in a second. Really, what can we expect tomorrow? Yeah, so it's, it's um, if any of your listeners are around in March of 1995, the storm is very reminiscent of, of that system. And, and so we, we call this an atmospheric river. And an atmospheric river, it used to be called the Pineapple Express because a plume, a subtropical moisture, uh, would, would basically begin in Hawaii and stretch right across the Pacific uh, to, to California. Um, in meteorological circles, we say turning on the hose. Um, but an atmospheric river, even though it's water vapor, can actually transport more water, fresh water, than the Amazon River can. So what happens when you have a cold front that we're going to see uh, tomorrow, it's going to stall over our area, which means it'll just stay in one place. And it will bring the sub, it will tap in the subtropical moisture and, and very strong southerly winds. In fact, uh, getting back to that naming convention, we're thinking it's going to be um, fresh gale force to whole gale force, 47 to 63 mile per hour southerly winds with gust of 70 miles per hour along the coastline in periods of moderate to heavy rain. We'll, uh, we'll start um, late tonight uh, and we'll continue uh, right through Thursday night. And the rain will turn to showers on Friday morning, ending by Friday afternoon. And it's just going to be when those southerly winds with all that water vapor hit the Santa Lucia Mountains, to say above Cambria, that air is elevated. And when you decrease the pressure of that air, you lower its temperature. And when you drop its temperature, it reaches its dew point temperature. And Adam, it's just like wringing out a sponge. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if you look at Rocky Butte, which is near Hearst Castle. I bet the 48-hour rainfall totals from Rocky Butte will be over 14 inches, so over a foot of precip in, in one area. And I think we're we're fortunate in one way because the soils are very dry now. Unlike March of 1995, the soils were absolutely saturated. And this is not the case this time. The soils are very dry. So I would imagine that, that the first you know, three or four inches of rainfall will be absorbed. And, and so hopefully the, the flooding won't be as bad as it was in, in 1995. But we're going to have really strong winds. We're going to probably see a lot of trees toppling over. And uh, we'll probably, unfortunately, probably experience some um, some power outages some power for outages. our customers. Uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk to John Lindsay, pg meteorologist. Some things we could do to prepare. This sounds like one of those storms we probably should be thinking in our mind of preparedness type things, whether they be uh, batteries, sandbags. I mean, I'm not normally a person that needs sandbags because of flooding, even when it rains heavy. But for some reason, this storm's got me thinking of them. I'm going to ask John if uh, that's something that should be on our minds. We'll continue with John Lindsay next here at Coast 104.5. It's Up and Adam in the Morning. Up and Adam in the morning. Up and Adam in the morning. Coast 104.5 and Up and Adam in the morning. Continuing with friend of the show, PG&E meteorologist John Lindsay. I love the way he put exactly what we can expect. And I'm curious if maybe one community is going to feel it more than another. Um, he is the weatherman's weatherman as Dr. Bravo put it. My question to you is about sandbags. I feel like I've never really needed them in the past, but for some reason, this storm's got me thinking maybe I do. Well, if you experience flooding in the past at your home, um, that would probably be a really good idea. Um, along the Central Coast, um, you know, 
unlike the rest of the state, you know, we, we saw 8 million acres burned in 2020. And a lot of those areas, those fire scar areas, will be really susceptible to debris flow, unfortunately, especially up in Big Sur during the, the Dolan fire. I'm really worried about Highway 1 in that area. Another area of concern is we had a, a smaller fire. I think it was like like 112 acres or so there in Shell Beach um, last year. I, right. I know Cal Fire is a little worried about, about that area, right, where 101 kind of crests and goes back down. I think it's a great idea to get some sandbags right now. I know um, on El Moro Avenue in Los Osos, there's a sandbag station, and, and I may get a couple of sandbags because I know when it really starts raining hard, we have a, like a little creek that kind of runs through our through our front yard. So I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. Adam. Yeah, no, I hear you because I mean it's not something we normally. I don't normally see flooding at the house here, but with, with this much water, I almost wonder if I would just hate for things to get into the garage and things like that. You know. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I, absolutely. Yeah. And then, um, you know, it's, it's a great time today. We've got a break in the weather. Um, you know, it's actually going to be a really nice day today, but it would be a great idea to go down to the hardware store. And, and what I do, Adams, I keep a battery operated flashlight and radio within easy reach. Because um, radio, battery operator is a great way to, to stay in contact, especially if you lose electricity. And uh, sure, these items are always accessible and that the batteries are fresh. Listen for updates on storm conditions and power outages. Um, please use LED candles. Don't use wax candles. as Those are, are really hazardous. Mm-hmm. Plan for another way to communicate. Don't depend on a phone that requires electricity to communicate. Keep a standard headset or mobile phone and also charged, uh, ready at the backup. And then this is a great trick is store water-filled plastic containers in your freezer. And then you could use them as blocks of ice to prevent food from spoiling in your refrigerator. And then stay away from down power lines or fallen trees, limbs that may have lines in them and that are hard to see. So if you see a down power lines, please keep away, keep children away, keep animals away. And call nine one one, and then after you call nine one one, give us a call one eight hundred PGE seven four three five thousand. Look in your crystal ball. Do you see which communities may be hit more? Is this really going to hit, say, Paso more than Slow, or maybe Slow more than A Town? How does it look? Well, you know the the thing about it, the Santa Lucia Mountains are going to really ring out a lot of that moisture. So by the time um, the moisture plume gets over the Santa Lucia Mountains in the Paso Robles, it, you know, they'll see less rainfall than, than the rest of the county. However, with that being said, right now it looks like that atmospheric river is taking aim at the mountains above Cambria, in, in the Santa Lucia Mountains above Cambria, where I think they'll get about 14 inches of rainfall. And in March in 1995, when that occurred, Santa Rosa Creek really flooded, and there's some really famous photographs of, uh, you know, people going up and down Main Street on surfboards and boats rescuing other folks. Wow. So um, right now, I think Camry is the most susceptible to, to this uh, weather condition. Another thing, too, is um, there's a lot of trees in Cambria, and with that type of, of rain that, you know, the ground becoming saturated, that when you have those types of winds, you know, trees could, could topple over, which could also cause a lot of problems. So and not only power outages, but my gosh, I've seen photos in the past of trees actually 
um, going right through people's homes up in Good Cambria. grief. You know, you get a big windstorm, and that's usually usually what happens. When they and move, they yeah, up, they rot inside, and then they're ready to go. Well, Yeah, and, and then they... And they, you know, do severe damage to people's homes. Well, maybe we could keep you uh, by the phone and maybe connect with you again tomorrow as things progress. I mean, I always get a lot of great feedback when we have you on. You put things so perfect and you're, you're always spot on, which is, I don't think I've ever met a weatherman that is so spot on and knows this stuff like the back of their hand like you do. So thank you so much for taking time to uh, chime in here and be up and at them in the morning. I'm going to go right now. I'm literally going to go to Miners and, and get some stuff. Hey, it's always so much fun to talk with you. I think you're a kindred spirit. <laughs> oh, that means a lot. <laughs> I know. So I, I, I really love being on your show. So thank you, Adam. And we'll have to uh, catch up and get some coffee sometime soon when uh, when things uh, open up a little bit. Maybe sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah, when, when we get all those vaccinations going. Right. I, I can't wait. For so. real. <laughs> okay. I hear you, my man. All right. All we'll right, talk Adam. soon, John. Thanks again. Okay. Bye-bye. Up and Adam in the morning. Up and Adam in the morning.